we wanted to get out of being an employee, but job security, how do you give up that steady paycheck? How do you give up the health insurance? We're parents, obviously, and how do you risk everything that we've built and worked for till now? Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with DIY Healthy Lifestyle Blogger, Anna Fulmer. Empowering you to transform your life. One imperfect day at a time. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Anna Fulmer. Today on the show, we have Gianna Romani. Gianna is the founder of the incredible company called Day Hustle. This company is all about empowering you to receive the benefits of a day job while growing your side hustle. It's an incredible company. I'm really excited to dive into this. Welcome side hustle expert and angel employer, Gianna Romani. Hi, Anna. Hello. How Hi. are you? Good. Welcome. We finally made it happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> finally. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. It's a blessing to have you. I really enjoyed looking over your business model. I mentioned in the introduction about day hustle and you have a book coming out all about day hustle. When does it actually go live? It actually went live yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, yes. Yes. So I'm really happy we hit number one on Amazon in a few categories, including internationally in France. So I'm super, super excited. That's awesome. Well, it's not shocking when you understand what the concept of your business and the book is all about. But as always, I love to press the rewind button and chat a little bit. I mean, you had a very interesting start. So you are from the Philippines and you came to America, as I understand it, when you were about seven years old. That's right. And now you are the CEO. You've had several business startups. I mean, the journey there is impressive. I like pressing rewind to hear a little bit of that backstory. Share with us a little bit what that was like coming from the Philippines and the journey so far. Sure, sure. Well, I was seven, like you said, and I'm the youngest of four. So my brother, I have two brothers and older sister. And it was funny, actually, our actual trip to immigrate, my mom works for the Philippine Airlines. Mm -hmm. So we were on standby tickets. And I remember my sister and I actually giving up our seats because it's a 25 hour trip and a long flight. And in the middle of the night, they let the stewardesses rest. And I remember my sister and I pulling up some blankets and, uh, you know, curling up in the aisle of the airplane. So that was the trip itself. And uh, we ended up immigrating to New Jersey. That's where we first started. And we actually were staying in attic apartment and very humble beginnings. You know, my parents were doing everything that they could to Mm. give us a better life. And that attic apartment, it's always a reminder of where you come from and where you can go from that. And it was half of the attic wasn't even finished. My brothers, they shared the sofa bed in the living room. Mm. Um, My sister and I had a bedroom, if you want to call it that. And our dressers, all of our dressers were these Rubbermaid totes. And basically everything that we had was in there. And then, so for like Christmas, there was no room for a Christmas tree. It was these Christmas tree shaped wreaths that we hung on the foyer and our gifts were under that. So these are the things that I remember. It's great memories, obviously, but it's a fun story to say. So I appreciate you asking about it. But, you know, it's always been about family and just doing with what you've got. And where was the transition point 
for you in terms of the mentality. I don't want to call it an attic mentality. That sounds strange, but you start in very humble beginnings and then you end up founding several companies and this very entrepreneurial mindset. Do you look back and see a point in your life where you sort of stepped into that type of mindset or did you always have this drive to create and that entrepreneurial spirit? Was it always there? Where did that shift happen for you? You know, when I think about it, I think our family was very traditional. Mm. But when I met Farhad, my husband of 20 years now, when I met him, he was in the real estate business. And I was fortunate enough to, I needed a job for three months before school started. And it so happened that the lady in his office was on maternity leave for three months. So if you want to call it fate, I do. But I started working with him for a real estate company. And I guess our, we've just been in real estate ever since. And, you know, at that point, he was a salesperson. I was just an administrative assistant, but we were working in that world. You start thinking about investing and Robert Kiyosaki's books. That I think is really the catalyst, Anna, of us mm. learning that being an employee and working for someone else isn't enough for the goal of being financially free. And just up until this year, I was an employee trying to do things on the side those things really not growing as much as I would want to. And I even started writing a book years ago. And not until I retired from corporate life, did I finally get a book out. Mm. And you said your husband, I know you've mentioned him several times, and you have two little boys, right? Not so little anymore. Uh, Yeah, one 16 and one 18. Oh my gosh. Well, you do not look old enough to have a 16 and 18 year old. First of all, that's incredible. Oh my goodness. So you have been in this kind of entrepreneurial industry and this world and mindset, but tell me a little bit. So the two of you, I mean, you have your hands in a lot of different things. (laughs) We do. There's a lot of different, tell me about some of the things that have sort of contributed to this passion for helping people get their side hustles off the ground? Sure. Well, like I said, the real estate part has been there from the beginning. And when we moved to Florida, we decided, okay, you know what, if I found a job that covers our living expenses, I call them surviving expenses, because you can't really uh, live on just basic necessities. We did that so that he could just focus on our investments. And he was flipping homes and, you know, doing our rentals and everything like that. So a lot of the things that we wanted to do ourselves and it just always stuck with us. But we also have a lot of other passions and things that give us fun. As a family, we've been riding dirt bikes since the beginning. So we wanted to create a business around that. Farhad loves feeding people. So we are starting a food truck that's called Feasts of Persia. It's Persian American fusion food. And he finally Mm. gets to live that, you know, I'm so down to earth as far as I want to get in that truck and serve food. Maybe one day we'll have a restaurant or whatnot, but like food truck just sounded so fun and adventurous. That is so (laughs) fun. Although I have to ask, what is American Persian? What is Persian food? What Persian was that? It's like kebabs. Have you ever had kebabs? Oh, like I love Turkish, kebabs. Mediterranean, okay. a lot of that Middle Eastern area mm-hmm. that's not spicy, like hot, but very delicious flavors. Yeah, very flavorful. I love the Mediterranean cuisine is definitely some of my favorites. So I was curious where Persian, interesting. So kebabs would be really more of a Persian. Mm-hmm. Is that what you sell? Do you sell kebabs? 
Yep, it's kebab That's food, awesome. and you know, so the fusion in there is that they're Persian uh, kebabs, kebabs with fries, <laughs> with fries in a burger, right? <laughs> there there it is. Yeah, it's so good. And they always say, if you ever start a restaurant, it always started with people just saying, "Oh, your food is so good, you mm-hmm. should have a restaurant." And literally, that's what we've been hearing for years. And I'm so glad that kind of happening now. Does he make the food, or like, where it's was the food recipe. coming from? Yeah, no, it's his recipes. He's always been this natural cook. I follow recipes, but he's the one that's like, oh, you know, taste this. It's missing something. I would never know. But he knows like there's something missing and then he'll figure it out. Really cool to watch. That's so fun. And then I have to ask, where does the food truck, like how do you decide where the food truck goes? Great question. It's not as easy as it sounds. You can't just park it anywhere. Park anywhere. No, but the plan is to find a place where we can serve both businesses and residential. So we actually found a location in Lakeland, Florida, which is the fastest growing city in the States, I hear. Hmm. So especially with post-COVID and everything like that. So we're really fortunate to have found a location over there. And then again, the fun thing is we can take that and go to events and Mm -hmm. food truck festivals that I've always enjoyed going to those though. Yeah, that's so fun. Is this your kid's summer job or you're like, you get the food truck this summer? (laughs) Well, I told Farhad, I was like, let's get one of these off-road motorcycles and I want to deliver the food. And so I don't know, maybe I'll be fighting the boys over that actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Well, in case anyone is seeing some random Filipino woman in a (laughs) on a motorcycle of some sort with food that resembles kebabs. It's Gianna. Just wave and say hi. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. So we have, you said Feast of Persia, the food truck, and you have your, I'm like looking at my notes here. Is it called Motivated Design? Is Is that the motocross So like I said, as a family, we have always ridden dirt bikes. And when the boys graduated from two clutch controlled bikes, which is a lot harder when you're little, they have it where you just, twist the throttle and you can go. Okay. But at some point when the bike gets She's bigger, talking to me like I know what she's talking about, you guys. I have no clue what she... I'm like nodding and smiling. I'm so sorry. It's like, you know, like a stick shift car. I gotcha for point, the dirt bike. Yeah. So at, at some point the bike, you need like the clutch and this, this and that. And it's intimidating, but the boys picked it up really quickly. Yeah. And so in between riding sessions, they were like, we're so motivated. Get it? Motivated. <laughs> and from there it was like, oh my gosh, we should totally do something with that name and let's do t-shirts and, you know, jewelry and things like that. So it's uh, motivation and faith based because to us, when you look at the dirt bike, it actually looks like a cross. So fell in yeah i love that that's amazing well they've got dirt bikes with food with their real estate flips and i love you mentioned that you also like to pick up the hammers and do it yourself type of an approach that obviously it's no secret over here we're very into diy home renovation do you have a favorite project that you've done or anything that you've done in your own home that you would tell anybody to do themselves Oh, wow. We've done a lot of projects and they've all been fun. I would say the most memorable probably was our first house, Mm. the first house that we bought for ourselves. And it's always funny because we end up always renovating the homes when we're ready to leave it. And it's like, we make it nicer for the next person. And instead of selling that house, because we were ready to upgrade and the boys were getting bigger and everything like that, we decided to make that our first rental property. So Mm. we renovated it and Farhad did a great job and he's the crew lead. (laughs) And this whole thing. But I remember, you know, breaking down the basements in Maryland. So we're breaking down the walls, Mm -hmm. you know, all that masks and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that's as far as the tools go, the hammer is like the most fun, right? Like it's just smashing. Pound it. <laughs> right. Literally. Yeah. That's pretty much the first tool I think we gave all of our kids because it really is. I mean, like the worst they're going to do realistically is hit their finger, which has absolutely happened. <laughs> but yeah. And then it feels good because they can just like slam the hammer into yeah. the wall and help us break it down. That's there you awesome. Go. One of the things that we've chatted about before is I love that you say you have some favorite F words. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your motto when it comes to these favorite F words. Blast off with Space Vacation, the musical, as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation, the musical, on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. Yeah. So to be honest, I actually don't say the common F word very much at all. (laughs) It just happened to become a theme and like the things that I was posting about and it's family, fun, faith, fitness, food, finances, freedom, and fulfillment. And it just became a thing. So I enjoy writing and till this day, I never did it too professionally, I guess, if you want to call it that. But I ended up starting a blog and it's fwordsaremyfavorite.com. And I just started writing about these themes and gives some people, you know, some food for thought, or it's Mm -hmm. just me, or it could just be me putting it out there, whatever's in my mind, just putting pen to paper. So I love that. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, stay tuned. We're going to play a speed round of this or that with Gianna and learn a little bit more about her. And we are also going to hear her expert advice on how not only you can incorporate some of these F words into your busy, hectic schedule as you are receiving the benefits of a day job while growing your side hustle and how Gianna can help you do that right when we come back from this break. You have tried it all. Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program, but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven-day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. All right. Well, we are back here for a speed round of this or that with Gianna. Gianna, it is a quite literally this or that. Would you rather a burger or a hot dog? Burger. 
Would you rather chocolate or vanilla ice cream? Vanilla. Cake or pie? Lots of food questions. Cake. Cake. What's your favorite cake? The birthday cake confetti. Uh, like a teeny bopper <laughs> all of all it. day. <laughs> everything. Just throw everything into one cake. I love that. I have come to enjoy in very small doses birthday cake, ice cream. Oh, yes. Can be really yes. good with just a, it's like just a nice added touch of sweet to plain vanilla. Mm-hmm. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Do you take anything in your coffee or you drink it black? No, I actually have coffee flavored sugar and milk is what, what I drink. <laughs> if I drink Wait, anything. coffee flavored sugar. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm saying it because I put so much cream and so much oh, sugar in that it's not <laughs> even coffee anymore. I'm sitting here. I'm like, wait a minute, share with me who is making coffee flavored sugar and where can I buy it? Hey, that's you know really what? Funny. Maybe I got I'll you invent that one day. That's, that's her next, next project. <laughs> I just gave her her next business idea. I'd probably be very popular actually. Would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? Ooh, ninja. A ninja. Yeah, you sh- you would be a ninja because you're going to be a ninja on your dirt bikes with your kebabs. Right? <laughs> She'll be a kebab serving ninja. <laughs> would you rather wear flats or heels? Flats. Would you rather do a kitchen renovation or a bathroom renovation? Kitchen. Kitchen. Same. I don't know anybody who would actually answer that question. Bathroom. Bathrooms are so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bedrooms would be more, more of fun. the. I wish I had more of the design aspect of it. Mm. It's kind of like I call my sister and I say, you know, what, what looks good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you just she's swinging hammers and right using the power tools. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, sometimes I actually enjoy the design piece more than the actual DIY piece. When you do it long enough, there's certain DIY aspects that I'm just like, oh my gosh, can we hire somebody to do this? <laughs> I've done this too many times. I just want to do the fun DIY now. <laughs> That's true. But you know, it's a good question that you asked bathroom and kitchen though, because those are the two, I think that once you renovate them, it really makes the house pop more than anything else with it the does. counters and the fixtures. Yeah. Well, and bathrooms are such, yeah, they're two very like utilitarian rooms. You use yeah. them all of the time, arguably even more than a bedroom, consciously using them, I should say. So let's talk about Day Hustle. Let's talk about your book, your expertise, your passion with this company. And I'm reading from their actual website. But the idea is to basically take transition from this nine to five grind and make your side hustle your primary source of income. And in this book and in your business, you are laying out a step-by-step plan for people to actually quit their day job while keeping their salary and benefits. A lot of people's ears are perking up. They're like, how are they proposing this is done? So share with us ultimately how this is being done. Sure. Well, it all started from where I was coming from. As I mentioned, we wanted to get out of being an employee but job security, right? How do you give up that steady paycheck? How do you give up the health insurance? We're parents, obviously. And how do you risk everything that we've built and worked for till now? And so I literally was thinking, I want to be an author. I want to be a published author. But I wish somebody would pay me to do that as the steady salary. It's not a steady Mm -hmm. salary, obviously, to be a business owner. And so in the spirit of giving away first what you want, which is something that I've heard before, but never really grasped the concept, I said, well, okay, well, what if we pay people to do what they wanted, rather than them being an employee and doing something, whatever job responsibility it is to grow our company, they get to grow their company. How would that work? 
So as investors and also wanting to start learning, in addition to investing in real estate, investing in businesses, we were learning about angel investing and venture capitalists and things like that. And those people invest in a business so that the business can grow and scale. So that money is typically used for business expenses, whether they need more marketing or operations or research development, Mm -hmm. what have you. Well, we said, well, what if the money we invest covers the person's personal expenses? Mm. So they're not having to worry about putting food on the table or having to go to the doctor in the middle of growing their business. And then that 40 plus hours a week that they're putting for their day job, they can now actually put into the business. So their side hustle surveys that say that the biggest challenge for side hustlers is time and growing their business. And I think this is our solution to that problem. And then, so if somebody is interested, what kind of business models are being accepted, if you will? Like, how does somebody qualify for being part of that program? There's no specific business model. I think to fulfill the purpose of being a day hustler, as we call it, your salary that we're going to pay you has to cover your personal expenses. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, there are people out there that need two day jobs to cover their personal expenses. And then they really don't have time to grow business. Unfortunately, we're not at that point yet. We need you to be fully all in into your business, not distracted anymore about paying your bills to do that. But other than that, it's an application process. And just like any kind of job interview, we're going to be evaluating you as a person. And In addition to your resume, though, then we'll be looking at information about your business. What's your business plan? How do you really intend to scale it? This 40 plus hours a week that you're going to put in this business now, what are you going to do with that time to actually grow? Mm -hmm. I love that. And then how exactly are you following up with those businesses? So let's say somebody applies and you come up with, with an agreement ultimately then what is the future plan sort of as you move forward? Is there a timeline? Like how long does that partnership last? How long do you kind of help pay them until they leverage this new business idea? Or can it be an ongoing business idea that can't get off the ground because they don't have the time? Well, so we're also looking for investors to become angel employers with us, right? Mm -hmm. And angel investors, they stand to lose a lot of money because they put this lump sum into a business that they're investing in and they could lose it all. Well, the beauty with being an angel employer is that our investment is cut down to biweekly salaries. And then with the salary, then we're able to work with the founders week after week, month after month and say, okay, you know what, your business isn't growing based Mm -hmm. on the plan that you proposed, you know, or this or that. And obviously we're here investing in people and we want to make it work for them and we want to accelerate their business. So we want to be able to see if there's any resources that we can provide. Is there someone else that could help them in that we Mm -hmm. can connect them with? I think we could really create a community and a big network to help each other. I love that. And then my, of course, my business mind is turning. How do you then ultimately, how does this profit for you? 
That's a valid question. So we obviously are investing something and we're looking for a return on that. Mm -hmm. The percent of return obviously depends on what your salary is compared to what your starting business profits are and where you need to be. The goal is though, and you talked about time frame, is that we're going to set it up so that once you retire from day hustle, your business profits is not only covering your salary, but it's going to cover whatever cost or whatever profit that we're gaining. So it's not coming out of your pocket, if that makes sense. It's all clearly laid out in the book. I think you need to kind of see it to really fully grasp it, especially with numbers. At least I am like that. Yeah. But we try to be very clear in the book. Yeah. So the book is basically the manual, if you will. To basically read through the program. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because as the creator of Angel Employment, this is a brand new concept. And so that's the reason why I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. And because it's a new concept is actually a prerequisite to applying. Sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I apologize, guys. Usually I have the book here and I can like open it and show, but we wanted to get her on here. And so I did not actually get the book in person, but I'm very excited to go through it once I do get it. And if you are encouraging somebody like they buy this book, they're really interested. Give me a couple key points in the book that you want them to sort of mentally prepare for, if you will, when they go through the book, like how should somebody be reading it? What should their mindset be as they're going through it, thinking about their own business and how it could apply? I think it sounds too good to be true. Mm. Right. So I think going into the book with an open mind and then reading my stories and, Mm. you know, the thought process that I was going through and everything, I think that's going to help you see that, wow, you know what, this can happen. And I try not to sugarcoat it. I don't think it's easy to be successful. So I try to put in some stories and anecdotes and qualities that I think would help somebody be successful. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you possess all of these, but it's something obviously that you can work towards and work on. And what I'm finding is as I've been talking to people, obviously, as the book was launching, they were asking me questions already. And there's some people that aren't there yet. They don't know maybe what their passion is yet. And I truly believe that if we invest in somebody, I would love to invest in somebody that's, this is their dream. Mm -hmm. So we could be connecting them with a life coach or a business coach and get them to that point. I don't believe that I'm qualified to help somebody conquer fear in the philosophical way. This book is to eliminate what you're afraid of in the first place in this scenario, losing that Mm -hmm. job security. This is meant to eliminate that. But if fear holds you back, I try to put in the tools that I use to conquer fear. That's beautiful. I love the entire concept of it is is so powerful. Where can people find you and what else do you want them to know? Well, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at GM Romani official. It's funny how many GM Romanis are out there. So. That is so fascinating. I would not have yeah. guessed that. I know. Um, so we ended <laughs> There's up not that many though, G Romanis who are out there with their motocross bikes and their kebabs <laughs> and <laughs> fill in the blank. So you are one of a kind. There's really not any other G Romani like this one. 
So take that Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. You can also find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook under my name. And then you can go to dayhustlebook.com. That one is actually, you know, it's a good book description, but it also gives my bio and it has links in it. So it's a pretty easy one-stop shop there if you want to go to that dayhustlebook.com. That's awesome. Dayhustlebook.com. G. Romani. We're going to have all these, of course, on the show notes at hammersandhugs.com. And I did just want to put a word out there. We've been like pausing this interview several times. She is in Florida, of course. The hurricane just happened at the time of this recording, and it has been storming and raining here for the last three days. And there's been some audio crackling. So I apologize. I am not sure if that is going to record or not, but I just wanted to mention that we do apologize for that. What can you do about weather? <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> nothing Can't do we can about really... it. My book launch went through the hurricane and everything. That's true. It's, oh it's my gosh. crazy. I stopped being able to text back and forth. I don't know where our conversations left off with people, but hopefully the crackling won't go through in your recording. Yeah. Well, and if it does, just keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> there you just go. listen anyway. Well, It'll... it is so worth it. So worth it. You need to check out Day Hustle, buy the book, check it out. I love this idea of eliminating the fear of job security because, I mean, that is so valid. I certainly have my own story. So you are already blessing many, I have no doubt. And this business is truly, it's going to change lives and the impact maybe more than you'll ever know because it'll just compound on itself. So thank you for your vision and your ministry, really. Oh my goodness. I just hope that we can get the word out. And I appreciate people like you, Anna, for letting us do that. It's really a message and an opportunity that we believe Mm -hmm. in that we really want to help people just get over those golden handcuffs. Like, you know, it was such a struggle for me. So, yeah, well, I pray God's richest blessing over everything that you're doing, your family, your boys who are not so little. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts from today. Head to your preferred podcasting platform and give the show an honest review and let me know what you think. Remember, you cannot be redefined, only redeveloped one imperfect day at a time. Your story matters and you are loved.